When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, it is 5 o'clock on a Thursday, and uh, plenty of Hollywood and TV talk under uh, we've gotten out of the way today and plenty still to come because we have Star Tribune's own Chris Hewitt in the house for today's edition of Lori and Julia. Thank you. Yes, we're bringing Hollywood and having, uh, we're getting some good emails from people um, about some of our discussions. Uh, here's from Christine. The women that were Truman Capote's swans were and are everything. Slim Keith has a great book. If you've never read it, I'm curious about how Cornelia Guest, daughter of CZ Guest, and Amanda Burden feel about this new project. Not in love with the casting choices. Oh, so, but we shall. Do see. they have a better suggestion? No, but she's just she's a, a she's a good fan of the Swans, and she knows who they are. Like I would have to. I think yesterday I was trying trying to explain to Julia because I feel like for a while there was always in Vanity Fair at least ten years ago, fifteen years there was always a story about one of the Swans. Right. That's how I even know about them was Vanity Fair and reading answered prayers whenever that book came out in the. Early 80s or whenever that was. Must have, been, yeah. Must have been. And then, so that, thank you, Christine. And then this was an email about, um, we were wondering about Dolly Parton's banana cake mix. Um, where is it sold? Because it was going to be out a limited edition. Oh. And thank you, Nancy, for listening every day. Hi, V in Lakeville has several boxes of Dolly Parton's banana and Coconut cake mixes. So huh. I guess we got to get our butt to a high V. I, Julian, and I love banana cake and coconut cake. I uh, make a fantastic hummingbird cake, which is a banana cake. It is. Yeah. Why is it called the hummingbird? I don't know. If it was maybe invented at a place called the hummingbird, mm-hmm. oh. uh, they have it at that. What's the place where they get the cupcakes on Sex Magnolia mm-hmm. on Sex in the City? They have a good hummingbird cake there. I think that's the first one I ever had. But it's banana. But it's banana, yeah. It has nuts in it, too. And I don't know why I love that banana cake so much. It's super moist. I think yeah. that's a part of it. Yeah, maybe. And it's a subtle flavor. It's nice, but it's not, like, mm-hmm. you know, assertive in the way. Not that yeah. I have a problem with chocolate, but, no. like, chocolate is. Yeah. So, anyway, so thank you, Nancy. So that's just a little report from the email. Julia's not here today, so somebody's got to do it. Um, do you like that? And then, um, uh, let's see. Our butterscotch stallion. Oh, Owen Wilson. Yes. Have you seen his movie secret headquarters? It's on a streaming service. Yeah. It's kind of fun. It's on 
Peacock, I think. Peacock. Well, he got in big trouble with the Marvel Studios. By um, he said, he uh, spilled the beans. He spilled a little beans. He revealed he was scolded by Marvel for accidentally leaking some hush hush details about the unreleased second season of Loki. And he's just like, uh, I get so self-conscious because Marvel is so uptight. Yeah. Did you see Mark Ruffalo's tweet earlier today where he was walking the red carpet for, he must be in that She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. He was walking the red carpet for that. And he said, I made it all the way to the red carpet without revealing very many big secrets about this show. Yeah, it probably is kind of hard for these actors. I know they just say, well, you'll have to watch the show and see, you know. But, I mean, they send them all out on tour. What are they supposed to say? Yeah, I know. I have to say that um, I'm very disappointed in Vanity Fair's September issue that they have um, Lewis Hamilton, the race car driver, on the cover of September issue. And I'm like, why didn't they put Michelle Yeoh on the cover because she's having a really good year with her movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once. She just turned 60. And then I saw these photos from W Magazine and that hat. That hat, that would have been amazing. But obviously, you know. Does Lewis Hamilton sell magazines though? No. This editor doesn't know what she's doing at Vanity Fair. I can't believe she still has a job because the September issue is like the. You want to sell a lot of newsstand copies of your September issue. Is it? It's like Vogue. It's one of their big. Yes. Oh, sure, it, because they've got all those fashion and perfume. They got ads. all the fashion, and it's when everybody's got money for ads, you know. And so it's typically a bigger magazine. And I was just like, why didn't they put like Michelle Yo? Now she's a doctor. You know, she got a doctorate of fine arts um, over the weekend. From where? Uh, by the American Film Institute. I didn't know they gave out doctors. I didn't either, but it was. Uh, uh, you know, the d- guy who directed her and everything, everywhere, all at once. The Did Daniels? You, yeah. He presented it to her. Did you love that movie? Is that going to stay in running for Oscar? Uh, She should, for sure. She should. She should be a contender for Best Actress, for sure. Yeah, she's fantastic in it. And I did love that movie. <sighs> yeah. I just love her. And she said, my mom is so proud of me now that I have a real job. You can say I'm a doctor because, you know, my Chinese mom does not think acting is a job. She needs something to fall back on. Yeah, yeah. And But during her acceptance speech, she talked about how she started out in action films and training with uh, stuntmen who spent a lot of time teaching her how to fall. Like Jackie Chan. She did a ton of those. Yeah. Movies. So, anyway, it's the first... Uh, Movie by this uh, production company to go over the hundred million mark. This A twenty four who produced it, yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once, right? And they're on kind of a hot streak, actually. What else do they have going on? They did Men, that movie with Jesse Buckley that came out in the spring, and they have this new movie, Bodies, Bodies, with oh. uh, Lee Pace. Is that good? Did you I see haven't it? seen you it haven't yet? Seen it I yet. need to catch up with it because yeah. uh, a lot of good people are in it. But no, I haven't seen it yet, unfortunately. Okay. Anyway, I just, uh, Michelle, yay, love her. Jonah Hill, he's got a, uh, he's announced today, every morning show covered it. Apparently he has a documentary that's coming up called Stutz, which details his mental health struggles. And he deleted his Instagram account um, this week, but I don't know if he removed it before or after this letter he posted discussing his 20-year anxiety about like anything to do with facing the public. He said, uh, 
And, of course, Jonah Hill, Wolf of Wall Street, and, you know, Super Rad. And was he in Super Rad? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, he, he wrote in a statement to Deadline. I've come to the understanding I've spent nearly 20 years experiencing anxiety attacks, which are exaggerated by media appearances and public-facing events. So he's been working with a therapist. Because I've come to the understanding. That's what that means. You know, with the help of a therapist. Media-facing events is also a little jingo-y. Yeah, and um, he said, uh, he, it, I, I don't want to promote any more movies. I have to protect myself from the pressures of life in the public eye. If I made myself sicker by going out there and promoting it, I wouldn't be acting true to myself or to the f- movie with this letter. And with Stutz, I'm hoping to make it more normal for people to talk and act on this stuff so they can take steps towards feeling better so that all the people in their lives might understand their issues more clearly. I mean, he's kind of Simone Biles in it. Yeah. Uh, it does seem weird to issue a public statement that you're not going to make any more public statements. <laughs> yes. A little like all the people who quit Facebook and are like, this is a terrible place. So right. right. Yeah. Because he's, He's got this movie coming out, right? That's all about that, and he's not going to talk about it. I've, I don't know. I guess I don't know. It's going to make him it harder to hire him. I would think if you know you're going to get no publicity benefits from doing it. I mean, good for him for taking care of his mental health. Yeah, but maybe you're in the wrong career. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I've come to the understanding, so I feel like someone has helped him. Like reached this point, and he's just like he really must hate it. Well, and I'm sure his sister's recent experience uh, oh. contributes to that too. Right. The way she got basically roasted for daring to appear in a Broadway show. I saw that show, and it was terrible. I mean, I avoided that Broadway show because I heard how terrible it, it was. It was but- so bad, but I didn't tweet about it, and I wouldn't have tweeted him. But yes, I can see, you know, if you're having. I mean, we have it. We just had somebody else quit social media because. Uh, they look at the comments and it makes them so anxious and stuff like that. And Which I can see. I mean, completely. It's, a, it's a fraught place. Yeah. So, but yeah, Beanie, that was so painful. Yeah. I'm really glad I didn't uh, you, waste my money on that. <laughs> yeah. I'm really glad we wasted our boss's money on that because. I saw Jesse Williams instead. <laughs> oh, you saw him in the baseball movie. Who, by the way, is coming back in that. Is he? Yep. You fall. You saw the full studs. I did. Mm-hmm. Did you know? Do you know? Of course, you know who Greta Scacchi is. Yeah, Sachi, Scacchi, Greta uh, Sachi, Sachi. Yeah, she is the mother of. If you watch the show Animal Kingdom, um, there's a actress named Lila George oh. who plays the young Alan Barkin character Smurf. And Lila was briefly married to Oscar winner Sean Penn. I mean, they dated for like five years. She's like only 20 or she's 30. She's wasted five years with him, 25 to 30. And they got married to get divorced. And her dad is Vincent D'Onofrio. And her mom is Greta. Who was in Chariots. No, not Chariots of Fire. She used to be with the lead singer of Split Ends and Crowded House. Tim, uh, yes, Finn. Tim Finn. Yes, yes, yes. And how do what was her movie claim to fame, Greta? She had a couple in the 80s and then she kind of then she disappeared, sort of. She pops up every once in a while. Still. She's in something right now called, um, 
She plays a widowed British woman who tours Australia with a retired detective in a camper van. It's called Darby and Joan. I think it's just on across, yeah, you know, across the pond. But I wonder if Greta, if like her thing, her career, if anything happened because of she settled down with her dad's sister's son, her first cousin. Dad's sister's oh her first cousin well and they had a child with him <gasps> mm-hmm. is that okay in england uh they lived in italy and they had a child named matteo and she had a falling out with her family because greta Scacci, her dad is italian he was devastated that his daughter had a relationship with his sister's son i mean sure sure they were together for 12 years they're no longer together and um i don't know I just wondered if you knew any of that old vintage gossip. I kind of forgot about Greta Skaki, but yeah, uh, she was in a couple of good things in the early eighties, and I feel white like I lies. Seen. I feel like there was sort of like this Afro, this movie set in Africa. Oh, um, with Joss Ackland in it. All those rich people. The the woman who said, "What fresh hell is this?" I think was one of those people. Too. Yes, it was kind of a white heat. No, not white something heat. Something like that. We're close. Yeah, yeah, we're real close, and we have Google, but we're too lazy to do it. And <laughs> maybe Josh has done it for us. I have no idea. He's got buttons to push and things to give away. Yeah, what are we looking at? Sorry, no, we got to go. With Sting too. All right, all right, all we right. got to go. It's time for the dirt alert. We'll find out what Greta has been in. This has just been a one long meandering Hollywood segment, man. Sorry. All right, we'll be right back. Hello, Holly. Welcome to Hollywood today. Oh, well, it's fantastic to be here. (laughs) We're going to go right to Hollywood and Highland. Go get ourselves a coffee bean iced blended. Uh, The movie that you guys, I think you were talking about before you went to break with Greta Scotchy, White Mischief in 1987. Yes. Yes, she, Charles Dance, Geraldine Chaplin, John Hurt, Trevor Howard. Oh, man. That was kind of an epic cast. Yeah, a sumptuous British cast. Mm -hmm. So that was the movie that you were talking about. Thank you. And so we will move on to something equally sumptuous, but it's happening this weekend. It is Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez's wedding celebration. Oh, my gosh. These two are so annoying right now. (laughs) I just, I mean, I don't know. I don't know why they are, like, having such a big thing, you know, for their second time around together. Well, she's had so many marriages. You know what they say, second time is the charm. Well, Well, this this would be the fourth fourth time time for her. her. Second time with Ben Affleck. Now, well, they didn't actually go through with their wedding the first time, but it was all set to go. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounters stories out there from all over the world and the beauty of it is that i bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe download and subscribe to uap on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com it's not the aerial paparazzi photography back in 2004 2005 days ahead of the wedding yes well you know, we're getting all this exclusive content, which tells me that the call is coming from inside the house, and okay. that would be from Team J-Lo and okay. Ben Affleck, because otherwise, how would we get these kind of details? He must really want to sell this place. 
Well, you can see the photographs on page six. It looks quite lovely. Uh, And this place is Ben Affleck's home in Georgia, his estate. He's been trying. He never even goes there. He's been trying to, this has gone on and off. He isn't, he wants to sell this so bad. Is, Lori, is this near Sandra Bullock's Georgia place? Or at one point in time, she had property. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's actually, it's like an hour from Savannah. Mm. And I'm not sure, you know, if, if they're by Tybee Island or, you know, there's this sense, St. George Island. There's all these little plus. There's lots of little island and barrier islands off there. So I don't know if it's. I don't know why he can't sell this place, but he's wanted to sell it for off and on for quite a while. Well, I'm sure when it's photographed and featured in Vogue magazine, yes, he'll, it, they'll sell it. They'll sell it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is all part of their three-day intimate celebration for family and friends, which kicks off with a rehearsal dinner tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. And Matt Damon's going to be there. Jimmy Kimmel, his brother Casey Affleck, right. and Drea DeMatteo. Are they together? Casey Affleck and Drea DeMatteo. Uh, that's all I can figure out. Why else? I couldn't figure out why how the connection. Because of all people, now, no offense to Drea, but that we're name-dropping her... Is weird. And where's Leah Remini? Oh, good point, Lori. Good point. Where is Leah Remini? Is it just because people are assuming that she'll be there? Because she's like J-Lo's bestie. Well, there are photographs of Jennifer Lopez, Ben Affleck, and the kids going shopping in Georgia today. So they're all grabbing coffee. They're all uh, ice cream or what have you in a charming small town uh, out in Savannah. Mm -hmm. So... um, I don't see any signs of anybody, but clearly, you know, the call has been made yeah. because... All right, well, yeah. it, it'll be fun, and hopefully it won't be too damn humid. Well, I you think know, it's going it to be... Yeah, I it, is, it will be. Well, it will be, Laura. Yeah. I, you know, it is going to be nice and swassy for mm-hmm. this wedding. So uh, whatever custom Ralph Lauren dress Jennifer Lopez has cooked up, I'm sure that there's some kind of ventilation system going on there. Well, so. I do give her credit for always being able to pretend to be the blushing bride no matter how many times or how many... <laughs> you know what I mean? She's very good at it. It's it's her superpower. It is. Yeah. Now, I hate to break it to them, but they've got thunderstorms that they're dealing with down in Savannah, Georgia. Whoa, whoa. Mid-80s thunderstorms. That is the weather forecast uh, for uh, Savannah, Georgia this mm. weekend. Uh, celebrity couples news. Harry Wilde. Or Harry Wilde. Harry Wilde. Hey, well, I mean, maybe. Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles seen together twice in one day in New York City. Oh, I, I like Harry Wilde. I think you've given him the moniker. <laughs> <laughs> now, he's out and about both of them looks like they were working out in New York City, both mm. fashionable and fitnessy. Uh, yes, putting it on display. We're ramping up for the press for Don't Worry Darling, their movie together. Mm-hmm. This custody battle, you guys were talking about it earlier in the show, Ooh. has been playing out very publicly. Very. So, yeah, they're just hanging out in New York City. Well, then that's good. Kids. That means the kids maybe are with uh, their dad. Yeah. So they'll be with Jason Sudeikis, who... By all means, I think is still in London wrapping up the third season of Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. But, but we shall see. Uh, more celebrities couples news. Watch out, Lauren Bush, Lauren, because here come the Taylor Lautners. Oh, <laughs> uh, we see what you did there. Yes. Now referring to Lauren Bush, the model, getting married to somebody in Ralph Lauren's family, and she becomes Lauren Bush Bush Lauren. Lauren. (laughs) Now, Taylor Lautner uh, proposed to his girlfriend, Taylor Dome, last year, and it has been announced that, yeah, she is going to take Taylor Lautner's last name. So they're going to be two Taylor Lautners. 
Well, I feel like that is the premise for a sitcom. It kind of is. (laughs) Maybe this is his way back into acting. Oh, dear. It probably is. Fingers crossed it's not. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Meet the Taylor Lautners. Chris Hewitt, you are not a fan of Taylor Lautner's uh, acting abilities? No. Pex, yes. Acting, no. (laughs) Abduction was a good movie. I don't even remember that one. It was like his only one. (laughs) Oh, bless his heart. You know, he's out there trying to hustle. He's he's probably out at the cons and doing things and and meeting and greeting. And, you know, they tried to make him a thing 10 years ago. But the fact that he's, you know, that he has to marry someone and then she has the same last name. I hope they get a reality show. He needs it. (laughs) Either that or he's going to have to go on Dancing with the Stars, which no one's going to watch because it's on the streaming service. I mean, I think he made enough money forever. So he probably doesn't need to do anything he doesn't want to do. Oh, you know, those kids didn't make any good money on the first one. They didn't know what they were signing up for. No, but by the fifth one. All right. Yeah. Well, let's hope so that he's getting those nice big residual checks, Taylor mm-hmm. Lautner. Uh, Prince Harry making a surprise solo visit to Africa yesterday ahead of his upcoming trip to the UK and Germany with Meghan next month. And he was photographed at the airport in Mozambique. And he's uh, in the continent as his role as president of African Parks, which is a nonprofit conservation group. And Harry is welcoming and co-hosting a group of U.S. officials, conservationists and philanthropists. So he's flexing those muscles. Uh, doing doing all the Archwell goodness. Good. Yeah. So, Were there any blind items about Brad Pitt recently and the Bullet Train press tour? Uh, maybe perhaps that he was in um, some states of consciousness that are not on our own plane. Okay. Like he relapsed? Uh, on the not press necessarily. Tour? Okay. But you know, he was he was in a he was in a place. So says NT lawyer. The blind item. He's in a place. Monger. Okay. Yes. He must have known all this stuff was going to come out. Oh yeah, because it's been one after another after another after another. Yeah. Brad Pitt headlines. Mm-hmm. I think you're onto something, Lori. All right. Thank you, Holly, so much. You're we appreciate welcome. it. She has a theory. Okay, so this is a theory that has been proven by science. Remember when the theory came out uh, a while ago, have a smaller plate, eat less? You know, big plates encourage big portions. I buy this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so here is, this is scientists in the UK. Um, This was published in the journal Addiction, which I get. You do? I, I mean, I, I prescribe or subscribe to everything, Chris, you know, <laughs> for the job. Anyway, scientists in the United Kingdom uh, say the key to drinking less alcohol is using a smaller glass. I mean, duh. Duh, that is kind of a duh. But British households drink uh, almost 10% less wine each week if they switched out their wine glass for a smaller wine glass. Agreed. Agreed, right? Honestly, and here's my theory behind that is why would you want to keep getting up back and forth and over and over again to get more alcohol when you could just get one big glass and do it? So that makes sense as to why kind of that might go hand in hand with the smaller the glass. Yeah, you don't. You're, I'm not going to get up and get another glass of yeah. just a small one. They're hoping it will be will help people if people want to reset. Uh, you know what? How much they drink or whatever, and they're like, just like in the food area when we first told you guys about having a smaller plate, having a smaller glass, you'll drink less. So don't do that thing where you have that hiker's backpack with the straw right, thing that right. 
that's not a good idea. Yeah, the, the wine bladder. Yes. Yeah, right. And anyway, I guess the average beverage glass has increased in size over the years. Oh. You know, like what you used to get a draft of pint or, you know, when you, especially in the UK in the pubs, they were, they were smaller and they've gotten bigger. So the shot is now a big gulp. Well, it's just, yeah, it's a much bigger glass. So anyway, this was just published. So that's do with this what you will, people. Okay. okay. I think that's news we can use. This is news we can use. Now, here's another one. Hooray for grapes. How a daily bowl can add at least five years to your life by eating grapes daily. You are going to love this study. Snacking on grapes could add up to five years of your life. Scientists behind the study at Western New England University described the results as astonishing. I think Danny Butner would say he already knew this from studying some of the long-lived people that um, grapes are so rich in antioxidants, and they're also rich, they discovered, in a chemical that boosts your the good gut bacteria. And lower cholesterol, and they contain antioxidants that settle inflammation down. And researchers think that eating grapes on the regular, like daily, can combat, basically, it's such a juicy superfood that if you do love your refined fats and sugars in processed food, it helps flush it out. What about if you like to take your daily grapes in the form of wine? Well, as long as it's like a good like um, Sardinian wine or something that's really high on the antioxidant. But I think they want you eating the grape so that you're getting the actual skin. Okay. That's my theory. Okay. Behind this. And grapes improve the function of neurons, which that protects people against uh, Alzheimer's and they have positive effects on behavior and cognition. It's just a super rich food. And it also helps you burn up calories because apparently grapes uh, increase your metabolism. Huh. We have got to get on not just the grape nut train, but the grapes because there are no grapes or nuts in grape nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so this was uh, published in uh, Food Antioxidants and function. So those are three real exciting journals. <laughs> That's you. three separate journals. That one right. journal with the triple name. No, foods, antioxidants, and food and function. Wow. So this got published everywhere. So hooray for grapes. Yeah. The thing is, I hate getting grapes that are mushy. Right. And how do you tell? I mean, you can kind of feel them. Mm. But you don't really know to you get that bag and open and... There's nothing worse. The crunchier, the better for the me. The crunchier, I, the yeah. better. I agree. I want a full, thick grape. If it's a mushy grape, could you freeze it? Because a frozen grape is kind of a good thing. Yeah, but then it's frozen mushy. Yeah, I don't it feel like that work. as well. Okay. No. No, but we just have to add more grapes to our life, people. Yep. All right. All I'm right. In. It's worth it. Like, if you do, like, if you're drinking big glasses of beer, maybe, and having Twizzlers like we've been having, we need to have a bowl of grapes tonight. Just to do everything. Okay, now this. Have you ever wondered about how is it that a mosquito, you know, always can find um, people no matter what? You know, you'll be wherever you are. Like, how do the mosquitoes actually find us? They're so small. They can't see. They're not that big. They don't even live that long. How is it they have an unerring way of finding humans? 
I've heard there's something about the smell of beer that they like. Well. And <laughs> pregnant women. And pregnant women. Apparently, Johns Hopkins University said thanks to evolution, mosquitoes have evolved to, evolved to ensure that they can always smell humans. That we will always have to deal with them. They found that receptors and little antenna detects the smell of humans. Even when the scientists caught mosquitoes, removed the antenna, the mosquitoes still found people. Wow. Yeah. They are breaking all of our favorite rules of how animals smell things, said the lead author at John Hopkins University. Um, blah, blah, blah. This was published in the journal Cell. And mosquitoes and fruit flies. Fruit flies can always find the fruit. And the mosquitoes will always find the people. <laughs> Even if you remove their little antennas. So just just know that uh, mosquitoes do not have to rely on any kind of a sense of smell. So we're doomed. We're doomed. I mean, we're in a horror movie, basically, is basically, what you're saying. And if you are a human that mosquitoes are super attracted to, get a bug jacket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get some permethrin, soak your clothes in it. If you're going on some kind of a camping trip, you know, get it at REI. That's another piece of news you can use. Yes, I feel like of this course. Is Do you like segment. this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now here's here's the theory. Do you think um, sitting at a desk versus standing at a desk what would improve your well-being and reduce stress among your office workers? That it's better to stand than sit. Yeah, I heard I when we were still working in the office, I read something like a person who's been sitting at their desk for eight hours, their brain scan looks exactly the same as a person who has Alzheimer's or something like that. But if you stand up, it's markedly better. Yes. And this is true. Adding a standing desk is like uh, it's it's the best thing uh, for people. It, it makes people feel better. And I know with our redo in our office here. We all have the ability to lift up our desks. Well, you do. Mm-hmm. Nice. And um, it makes people feel better, their well-being to work standing up. And I've noticed quite a few people down in sales have the standing up thing. And it also keeps your energy level up uh, a bit more. It's probably good for your posture. It's good for your posture. And, um, yeah, you... you uh, it's just all around good for you. So I guess if you're going to do any kind of office improvement, be sure and think about having the stand-up desk. So to recap, stand up, eat grapes. Mm-hmm. Drink out of a smaller glass. Smaller glass and, and you, just accept that the mosquitoes, mosquitoes are going to get you. These are the theories for today. And I really feel like we've we've done everything we can for the people today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, our job is done. You're welcome. And we still have 20 <laughs> minutes left. So what are we going to do? Well, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back with the rest of the stories. Good. Well, you guys, you've gotten a little alert from NOAA, um, which is, you know, they provide science and stewardship service and uh, to protect life and property and the Earth's natural resources. And they have let us know, they've issued a warning about a geomagnetic storm that will see the greatest effects tonight going in through tomorrow to see the aurora borealis further south than we've ever really seen before and i love the noaa because that is there's a character in the book aurora 
the old guy, he used to work for NOAA, which keeps track of all these types of things. Our dream casting of Robert Redford or Bruce Stern. That's right. So anyway, it's going to be a solar storm that's going to get to a level G3. And um, But these storms aren't anything that we generally have to worry about or anything. But there's a chance we're going to see... You know, we won't have to be up in northern Minnesota or Canada or something. We'll have be on the lookout for it. We are the stars are aligning tonight and tomorrow. I like that. I feel very left out. Never have te- to have <laughs> seen the Aurora Borealis. Have you seen the Aurora Borealis, Josh? I have not yet. You haven't? Yeah. Not yet. So it's between eleven PM tonight and four AM. I'm an adult. Okay, yeah. So I mean, maybe not 4 a.m., but I could do 1 a.m. You could do 1 a.m. And here's where we're going to be able to see it. It definitely in Minneapolis, Seattle, Detroit, Milwaukee, New York, Green Bay, also Oregon, Idaho, Washington. It's like this geomagnetic storm is big that that NOAA is very excited about it, and they've issued us an alert. Sounds cool. Yeah. So maybe if you're you know up tonight, look outside. See if you can see it. It is really cool. I used to see it all the time um, when I was married to my first husband and his family had a cabin on Burnside Lake in Ely. And in July, we'd just lay on the deck or the dock. July and August, you'd just lay on the dock at, I don't know, 10, 30, 11, really when it got dark, dark. So maybe more like 11 up there. The only... The only they're just flashing the across only down the sky. Part? The only down part to it all is it's supposed to storm pretty bad again tonight, so we'll see how late, how long that holds up. But oh. 11 p.m. it may be storming, so maybe not want to stand outside, maybe on your deck, like you said, or dock. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it's really something to see the light. It sounds awesome. Yeah, I kind of, I thought everybody saw that at their cabin. No, I, no. I wish I had. You're What's a cabin? Oh, it's a cabin. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, what else do we know, Chris? Um, we said happy birthday quite a bit to Robert Redford today. I don't think I've seen a single Robert Redford movie, though. Oh. And I'm 29, so I, I'm missing out. I, for sure, I have to see... Butch Cassidy I and have the to Sundance see that, Kids. Yeah. yeah, you have to see that. Cause Things that's like a- these, I hope, are available on streaming somewhere, because I don't think DVDs are very feasible to get these days. So, And All the President's Men. You really have to see All the President's Men. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Plus, I, it's great. I think you start with um, the cowboy western. You know, start with Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, and That's then fun. you know, because it's just such a terrific movie. Yeah, action. I, I always used to get Robert Redford and Robert Duvall mixed up. So both very good actors, but and uh, roughly the same, the same time age. Frame. Yeah, yeah, the same time frame, and because Robert Duvall was handsome in The Godfather. Yeah. As the well, consigliere. And even as far back as To Kill a Mockingbird. Yes. Who Radley. I yeah. love that movie. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch the offer on Paramount Plus about the making of The Godfather? No, I still haven't watched that. That is so good. I'm telling you. that that It's amazing, after watching that, how any movie in Hollywood ever gets made. Yeah, well, especially in that era when everybody had like a bowl of cocaine on their island in the kitchen yes and you had the actual mafia getting mad because frank sinatra was whipping up his mafia friends about this mario puto wrote a book exposing everything and i mean you know it was just like it was very was you know speaking of that and recent news was sashin littlefeather depicted in the offer no 
Because that's interesting that the Academy was apologizing to her yesterday for the kind of belittling treatment of her. Um, well, no, it wasn't included at all. Um, they did have, you know, they did have that uh, that ceremony, but they didn't uh, have that story. Yeah, I mean, it, the Academy Award, really, they're very, very behind on their apologies because they could have apologized to her 30 years ago yeah. for the way they treated her. I mean, John Wayne had to be restrained from beating her up. And Clint Eastwood was just terrible when he followed her up on stage. And, you know, it was Marlon Brando who asked her to, if should I win for The Godfather, I want you to accept and bring attention to what's happening at Wounded Knee and what's happening to the Native American. And she got all the scorn. Yeah, it wasn't her fault. She just did what she was asked to. And in those days, you could send someone to accept your award. You can't do that anymore. But isn't it 50 years it took them to correct that i mean it would have been so much easier to apologize like really 30 years ago yeah well and the academy's uh history of of dealing with indigenous people isn't particularly good in fact i think taika watiti was the first indigenous person to win like two years ago yeah yeah you're right they have they could line up the apologies (laughs) and just start doling them out i mean and that one was such a you know because I don't know, but yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't, I think the only thing they show in the offer is, uh, um, you know, El Ruddy winning as the producer, and then um, we all watched it here, Julia watched it, Grant watched it, and then we all looked on YouTube to watch the actual ceremony, you know, when when he won to see the real El Ruddy get up, and he's played by um, Miles Teller, who's just fantastic, and I mean, the whole cast is great in that movie. Yeah, I got to watch that. Yeah, and then someone told us, oh, we read this terrible book, The Arrangement. It's by... Um, oh, Ilya Kazan? No, no, no. It's Erwin uh, Winkler's son wrote it, oh. who's the producer. I want to say his name is David Winkler, and it's about being a sugar daddy. And he was very honest about being a sugar daddy and having... I think it was called The Arrangement. And he is Erwin Winkler's son. Huh. And he told us that he is right. The, the book was just painful to read. It was just like, you're like, how can this guy be so dumb um, with this? Women? And I basically said that to him, but he said he is writing the screenplay for the making of Rocky and that they're kind of using, they saw the success with the offer and they said, he said, the making of Rocky is just as wild of a story as making of The Godfather. Oh. And I'm writing the screenplay. And then, you know, Sylvester Stallone, he finally quit a couple of weeks ago. But for like three weeks, he was like being ballistic on the Winklers and a lot of saying terrible things about them and that they screwed him and this and that and just nuts and anti-Semitic uh, pictures and I mean, you know, Erwin Winkler's like 94 years old now and he mortgaged his house to produce yeah. Rocky. So I don't know and, what's going on with and Sylvester Stallone is, you know, worth that $500 million. Nobody's crying for him. Well, and he only got that first big break where he insisted that he was going to be in the movie. Because Erwin said, we'll produce it with right. you in it. So, yeah. Even though nobody else wants you. Right. So I, <laughs> I kind of hope that this Rocky thing happens. But, yeah, David, I was like, whoa, you're brave in Hollywood writing about being a sugar daddy and going on seeking arrangements. It's actually called Arrangement, a Love Story. Oh, yeah. Which is interesting. It's just, the, I wanted to just like take this guy and shake him through the whole time. I've, I mean, it was 
I read it, and so did Julia, because we've never read anything like it. Huh. You know? Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like a book you might need to take a shower after reading. Yeah, you don't read it, Chris. You have you you have much better books to read than that. We read it because we wanted to have him on because of the Irwin Winkler, and he's produced everything. And yeah. Anyway, thank you for being here today. Thank you. It was so fun. I can't believe it's 6 o'clock. It's time to go home. Sheesh. It Jeez. flies by. Yeah, it is. Chris Hewitt, thank you so much. Josh, see you tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.